It is Carcon Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. As we begin the podcast, I'm also doing a Facebook Live on my brand new Samsung Galaxy S9 phone, which runs on the super fast, super incredibly powerful Boost Mobile Network. I got it on BoostMobile.com. Uh, look at the look at this, Dave from Hidden Hospitals. Look how good that image is on the camera. That, that's stunning, isn't it? Boosted. And, and look, you have very nice teeth in, in this uh, video we're doing right I now. I think that's the mobile device. Is that what it is? Yeah. Everybody get one. You get clearly, good teeth. clearly, that's what it is. Are you ready to do this? Yes. It's car con carne. So here we are. You pick the place we're at tonight. This is a vegan taqueria. I had no idea this place existed. What's the name? Quesadilla. No, well, it's Quesadilla... More... La Reina del Sur. Quesadilla Reina del Sur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you are obviously, or I'm assuming, vegan or vegetarian? Correct. Uh, that's got to be hard to do when you're bouncing around the country. It. You pick your favorites, or that, and then your favorites become your necessities so we stick to a few of them the subways you can get vegan at and that's about it it's a lot of subway it's a lot of subway vegetable sandwiches so hidden hospitals is amazing is is an amazing chicago band and uh we're doing this on facebook live as we're doing this rachel raymond uh gave you heart eyes uh see hi rachel uh pat gleason says hey Hey. as we're recording this and uh so this is completely vegetarian and you're going to make me a better person just by coming here tonight. You're going to make me a, a better diner by insisting we eat soy-based food. <laughs> so I, I, I followed your lead. What did we get? We got some chorizo tacos and chicharron tacos. But it's all soy. I mean, it's not yep. actual pork chicharron. It's not actually like sausage. Correct. So we're, we're going to give these a shot. We're going to hold these up on camera, too. We're going to talk about your band. As we're as I'm getting these out, as we're on this uh, Facebook Live, when's your next show? It's very soon, right? Our next show is in Chicago on the 18th of May at a wonderful place called the Burlington Bar. It's lovely. This is so hot, I, I just burnt my fingerprints off. Which is good. <laughs> I can commit a crime now. This is good on your wallet, too. It's good for your yeah, wallet. Yeah, the, the, what, two seventy five a taco? Mm-hmm. Right, Dave, this is so hot. I'm uncomfortable. It's value. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming that uh, since we both got the same thing, we both got chicharron and chorizo, we just need to uh, trade off here. And we're totally we're we're twinning tonight. We both got the same exact tacos, and we both got the uh, horchata, which we've already sampled and is quite delicious. This is so hot. I'm assuming this is chicharron. The, yeah. Okay. So here, I'm going to give you. And that's take chorizo. One? I got one. Well, we both have the same thing, so let's. Uh, I thought you wanted one of each. This is chicharron, that's chorizo. I know, but I thought you wanted one of each. I do, but I can only eat one one at a time. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to try this. this actually, we're not going to try this. This is so hot. Oh, uh, I see. There's two in here. Right. I get it. Got it. See, now you're catching up to me. Now I got it. All right, so I'm going to hand this off to you. Ready? No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. Hand off. I, I can't express how truly scalding these are uh do you have napkins i warned you do you have we napkins? got a bunch of okay uh so as we're about to eat this and we should really wait a second or two uh let's give some hidden hospitals history you've been around 
for a little while. And actually, before I even have you answer that question, um, Hidden Hospitals, one of the very first bands I played on my very first local music show on WKQX, on 101 WKQX. You were part of the inaugural edition of Demo 312. And here we are two years later. That's an honor, especially considering how tonight came to be. Uh, well, I, I feel guilty. You were kind of like a, it was kind of a last minute thing we did here. I love it. Uh, I had a guest canceled due to stomach flu, which by the way, I'm not sure she actually had the stomach flu, but that is the universal way to get out of anything. Mm-hmm. If you say you have the stomach flu, no one's going to argue with you because that's the worst thing ever. Does that work for speeding tickets? Oh yeah, I, I had to get home. <laughs> stomach I, flu. Yeah, it was, it was either get home or make a mess in the car. Do you know how fast you're going? Yes, stomach flu. Oh, <laughs> So I had a guest cancel last night, and as my guest cancel, every Sunday night, here, here's the deal. I, I do my show, Demo 312 on 101 WKQX. As I do the show, I also work on the show. I plan for weeks ahead. I'm listening to music. I, I'm making plans. And I was listening to your new music, and as I got the cancellation, I was listening to your new music. I thought, oh, my God, how have I not had Hidden Hospitals on my show before? And so it was a totally last-minute thing, and here we are. Here we are. So I, I don't want you to think like you were a second choice. But it was a last-minute thing, and I'm so glad you did it. Uh, Justin Neese uh, from Black Bear Rodeo says diarrhea is better. Better than what? I don't know. And Justin Neese, for the record, I, I, we're, we're Facebook friends. He was talking about ways to powder his balls on Facebook yesterday. So I don't know if I even want to pay attention to what he's saying right now. Uh, Stan Payne, he's a wrestler. He's watching right now. I love this. Hi, Stan. This is good. We're, we're expanding your audience. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so Hidden Hospital's history. Go. Hidden Hospitals was born in Chicago in late 2010, and we said hello to the world in 2011. So you've been around for a bit. We have, yep, for four recordings worth, and the fourth one is what we're releasing in two weeks. We've been around the country many times to play the music that we wrote and recorded. So the new album comes out, yeah, 10-song album, comes out very soon. I'm not wrong for thinking that there's less guitar on this one. There's actually... No, you're not wrong to think that, but the the uh, interesting thing is that there's a ton of guitar work on it. It's just that it's um, transformed and masked, and it's, uh, it's hidden. It's hidden in a lot of ways. But most of the sounds that aren't drums and bass are guitar and vocals, of course. Lots of songs about relationships. Totally, yep. Totally, and you seem like a pretty well-adjusted dude. Uh, in in some senses, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about the title track. There's some violent imagery in there. There is, yeah. That's interesting. Um, the the album itself is a snapshot in time, and it was written in a way that I hadn't written a record before. It's always been like parsed out, and you finish stuff as you go along, and you put a placeholder in things. You go back and finish it later on. This record, Liars, was written, all the music was written at once. Um, We parsed down from 75 songs to 13 songs to go and record. And when the music was chosen, when the arrangements were finished, Rachel and I moved to Los Angeles, and I wrote all the lyrics. But this wasn't a formal move, right? This was just like a working move? Correct. It was three months. We wanted wanted to spend, a friend of ours, his name's Wit, and... Sydney, they have a building in Los Angeles that they're turning into a studio. And the building process takes a long time. So they had the space. We rented the space from them, stayed with our friends. 
got to escape a Chicago winter and I worked on music the whole time that I was there, particularly lyrics. So three months, the entire record is one statement as opposed to being different chapters throughout the course of time. Because you've, you've done EPs and you've done kind of piecemeal songs. This is a more crystallized vision, start to finish. I think so, yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the other songs. Uh, Better Off, which is a song I've played on the radio. I know that I'm brokenhearted. I know that I'm aching on the mend. I know that I'm easily abused and that we're better off friends. Yeah. Sometimes you, you just got to come to terms with that. Yeah, it's true. I think that everybody lives that, whether they're aware of it or not. But, like, there's a point, I think, maybe you, you get reflective as an adult and realize that a lot of what you'd recall as the most important and maybe, like, hottest relationships, like, the ones that burn the brightest, often are the ones that did the most damage. And it's tough <laughs> to see that when you're celebrating one facet of it while all of the other corners of it are burning around you, you know. In your seven years as a band in Chicago, mm -hmm. what's the high point been so far? Uh, to be honest, I think the high point is a moving target. There isn't like, there hasn't been a, a spot that we've hit that's like a plateau or a goal. In fact, a lot of the goals that we've set for ourselves have been perpetually eluding us, like being able to sustain supporting tours or those kind of things. We've always been out on tour by ourselves. We've always been producing um, the, like paying for everything ourselves and, you know, short of a one crowdfunded campaign that we did. I think that the high point that I look back at has been the fact that we've been able to continue doing this and to be able to stay engaged in it. And it's always been about the music. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's, that's been like the reason that we keep going. We're not cool, we're not hip, we're not like... We're I think not you're in very that, cool. But we're not in that pocket of like, there's no one chasing after us, no one knocking on our doors trying to like, you know, there's there's no smoke well, and mirror. those days are over. What, yeah, in a lot of ways, sure. But that's who we celebrate. So, I mean, that's it. I think that, in essence, is the high point for us, is that we always push and change it, and it becomes so much work that now looks like six months to a year has passed, and we got another record made. God, I, I love your band. And as, as I'm thinking about that, I'm going to move on to the Chicharron. Is this spicy too? Is this going to kill me? Less so than the, the okay. chorizo. Now, Chicharron in, in non-vegan terms is pork skin. This is not pork skin. This is just bean. By the way, they didn't have a circulating fan inside that restaurant. It's a little warm in there. That's why the tacos are two bucks. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, so the new album... It's on vinyl, right? Yep, it is. Spartan Records, a really cool label out in Seattle, um, who we've swam in similar streams with over the past few years, is releasing Liars on vinyl. Uh, three different variants, which are really, really cool. And um, so that's been an awesome partnership. And also at the same time, in parallel to him, to Spartan releasing Liars, he repressed our first record, Surface Tension. Uh, and did it with Wax Mage Records in um, Ohio. So every single one was like, every single piece of wax was, was unique, which was amazing. It, was that important to you to get that out on record? It was, I mean, it, it, we just kind of came out and we said hello world with these postcards that we uh, had our insignia die cut into and we kind of vowed to never 
make CDs and try to perpetuate selling physical goods in a world that didn't really require them. People might want them, right? But there isn't like a... I'd come from that background of having I'm to sell records. I'm actually wiping my nose as we're on camera. From the spice. From the spice. Yeah. So I apologize. All right, go ahead. Final. Die cut. Final's dope. <laughs> Celebrate vinyl. If for no other reason than, uh, you know, the uh, physical connection to the music, I think is... I don't know if that'll ever go away for people. And that's just it. You know, I went for many years, literal decades, without records, and I just got a turntable again. And suddenly this is really important and exciting to me. And it is that physical connection. It's the holding it. It's the playing it. It's the... I'm going to commit to 20 minutes at a time to this one band. I'm yeah. not going to bounce around like I do when I listen on my playlist online. I'm just going to... This is it. I'm in yep. for 20 minutes a throw. And I love it. I love displaying it. I love everything about it. That's it. That's uh, that's become ritual for a lot of people is to, you know, set up the, the jacket, explore yep. the sleeves a little bit. And you're right. Like, the captive environment of listening to vinyl, I feel like puts you in a, a much more engaged mindset where it, yep. you know because to your point it's like 20 minutes and you got to flip the record or else it's going to sit there and uh-huh. spin on the inner groove and just wear out your needle so you got to be there to you have to be there for it well i'm at a point now i back in the day i donated every record i had and i had literal thousands of records and i donated donated them to the als foundation uh, they mm. did a thing called the mammoth music mart where they would you know take music donations and they'd sell them they came to my apartment they took away crates of records and at the time you know 20 years ago records were done like no one gave a shit about records the manufacturing plants all shut down mm-hmm. and here we are 20 years later and I wish I hadn't done that I'm glad I did it was for charity but now I'm trying to like buy back the stuff I gave away back in the day cuz I'm like oh wait this is exciting again it is and what was I doing I gave away physical music it's something I don't think that anybody could have foreseen. Like, you know, the no way. dying of physical media was obvious that we could see that coming. But the resurgence of vinyl as a there's no there isn't a need for it. There's like it's the first thing that's been just consumer driven. I don't even necessarily think that it's necessarily driven by nostalgia. I think it's just the fact that we've had this period of time where we haven't had this tangible anchor to experience music with, right? Right. Because that, like, I, you come from the time, same as myself, like, when I would commit to spending 16 bucks on a record when it come out right. from a band that I listened to, even if I hated it, I had to stick with it because I just blew all the money That's I had on so it. That's so true. So I was going to find some meaning. I'd sit there and read through the lyrics and listen to it and listen to it and find things that I'd appreciate. And then one, then almost all at once, it's like, oh, now this is my new favorite record. How'd that happen? So, are your lyrics on the on the vinyl version? They're not in the in the uh, jacket, but they'll be available digital for people to to kind of go along with. It was uh, it was an intentional choice not to print them. Although they're on your SoundCloud or not SoundCloud, your uh, Bandcamp. They're on the SoundCloud. Yeah, they play with the the songs on the SoundCloud. It's not that we want to keep them. I just didn't print them with the record. When you worked on the songs in Los Angeles, was it? I mean, it really was to go there and kind of woodshed, right? Yep. And that was effective? Like, why, why couldn't you write the songs here? I'd written songs here, but I think that, like, I think that there's something... I work from home, and there's that duality of, like, professional work 
and then there's music and there isn't really a time to shut off so when you work from home and you know yourself like you're in the car right there's going to be a an element of this being your studio that's always going to be attached to your time in the car this is no longer like this freescape of you know this isn't a blank slate anymore it's there's utility here so our house got to be so that true. way right like so nowhere could i go where i wasn't reminded of all the things that i needed to get done that i that were unfinished that were untethered that were just so we figured let's spend some time in a place that we haven't and in that time i'm going to give myself this one this is my one goal this is my reason for being here this is the thing i have to work on and i'd never done it that way before it always been like these are the things that aren't done work on them until they're finished so going to LA that was I wanted that kind of like no there wasn't any existing influence it was only what was here up in my head and uh you know the 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 music the sound of the of the songs so that was it and a little snapshot in time now the other people in the band when you bring these songs to them is there a lot of back and forth or are you kind of that almost like Billy Corgan autocrat like here here I am I've come down from the mountain with my music yeah there's a there's I mean that's it like I'm the I'm the creator in in the group right and so that the goal is to and I know that you know this just in that creative process but like nobody understands your crap as well as you do so when it's not when it can't speak for itself you know you have to you have to kind of like reel it back in after you try to show someone something that isn't ready to speak for itself right so my goal is to always get the song the idea the general impression to the point that i don't have to explain it and then we collaborate and that's been uh that's been a fruitful thing so like go through and sequence the song out program a general drum direction and then be like jared here's here's the general vibe take this and you you go woodshed it and come back with variants on what's here, and that brings the hum, you know, the the human feel to it. Woodshedding is a very Chicago thing, mm-hmm. very Chicago concept. Always well, has been. Fortunately, we get what nine months of winter, Ex- so exactly it, uh, it it helps with that and the winter beard. <laughs> I you know I just started growing one. Do I look rugged? You look rugged. Thank you. You're you must very be, kind. Must be making something. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I'm working on a podcast, actually. All right, so Hidden Hospitals. Uh, by the time this podcast hits, the album will be available, and they can go to hiddenhospitals.com. They can find you on Bandcamp. They can find you on Facebook. Hopefully they, they've seen you at Burlington by the time they hear this podcast. Hope so. And hopefully we'll see you a lot. I mean, are, are, you, are you touring this summer? Will we be able to see you again? Yeah, absolutely. We're actually playing Due Division also, which is oh, great. we're looking forward to. We're playing the middle date. I think it's the 2nd of June. And, um, and I think you guys just, I mean, you have the right sound, the right time. It seems like, in the, from what I've heard so far of Liars, it's awesome. Like it, It's totally in pocket. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I mean, we're stoked to get it. It's, it's weird, like, releasing a record. There's a lot of weight lifts from your shoulders. I bet. And coming into a summertime and being here for it instead of being, like, we've just packed up to leave, really looking forward to at least a, a, a little bit of summer in Chicago. Like, these are rare for us. Right on. Well, Hidden Hospitals, love the band. I'm so glad you did this. I'm so glad you turned me on to this food. And uh, I'm so glad you were able to do this last minute. And it's not that you were a second choice. It just it was all about timing. <laughs> just and long overdue, truthfully. Very happy to be here. In front of quesadilla. In front of quesadilla. <laughs>